our first lesson from Colossians chapter 2. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power, powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in the questions of food and drink, or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions, puffed up without reason by a sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints, and ligaments grows with a growth that is from God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel from St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our our sins as we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation. He said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will arise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? 
If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And we- Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from the Epistle Lesson, Colossians chapter 2. Here again these words. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. A survey by the Barna Group indicates that among American adults, more than two-thirds say that faith in God is important to them. But when you burrow down a little farther, the same survey probed a little bit more. And while people talk about faith in God, their specific beliefs in Jesus as God's Son, our Savior, is at the lowest point in over 30 years. The survey said notably just one quarter of adults possess an active faith, meaning they engage in all three of these activities, pray, attend church, and read the Bible in a typical week. Well, it's not just America. The same thing was happening among the Colossians when St. Paul wrote his letter to them. The early Christian church in Colossae needed a stern reminder from St. Paul and an urgent warning. Paul reminds them of their faith in Christ Jesus. When they heard the good news of the Savior, they had come to faith in Jesus. They had been baptized into that faith. Therefore, they were buried with Christ in his death, and they received the promise of everlasting life with him in heaven. The result of that faith, even though they, like all people, including you and me, have sinned against God and deserve his punishment, they would not get what they deserved. Because Jesus died on the cross to pay for their sins. He took the punishment that they deserved. And they received God's forgiveness for their sins just as everyone who believes in Jesus as Lord and Savior also receives that forgiveness. And they no longer, and we no longer, need to fear death. Because by faith in Jesus, we have the promise that God will welcome us into his heaven for eternity. So for now, Paul tells them, they are to walk in Christ. That was difficult for the Colossians. They faced many temptations to their faith. Paul listed several of the false religions and teachings that were swirling around them. And simply the temptation that they were too busy. But you know, it's also difficult for Christians like you and me today to walk in our faith. Religion Well, it's relegated to once-a-week activity, if even that. Or just when the weather's too bad for boating or golfing or the like. Or maybe it's just for a couple of key holidays each year. We need to hear the same thing that St. Paul said to the Colossian Christians. 
He told them to walk in Christ. We could break it up into four parts of walking in Christ. First, he said, be rooted in Christ. That already happened when they came to faith in Jesus. God's Holy Spirit created that faith in them as in us. And by his power, you came to faith. God created a new relationship between us and him. He made us part of his family. He attached us to his family tree. Your sins have been forgiven. Second, Paul says, be built up in him. After the roots are established, then the plant begins to grow. I just had some work done in my yard, and a bunch of it is torn up mess, and I planted new grass seed, and I'm anxiously awaiting for it to take root, because I know then it will grow. And that's the way it is with our faith. So we are to live each and every day in the relationship of forgiveness that God has established between him and us. That means being relieved of the guilt of our wrongdoing. And it means sharing that forgiveness with those who have also wronged us. And then thirdly, we are established in the faith. God's promises to us are sure. Forgiveness for all of our sins and everlasting life with him in heaven and help and hope for everyday living. Evidenced by the way Jesus taught us to pray to our Heavenly Father for all things. We live in the confidence that God controls our lives. That, by the way, is a good thing, that God controls our lives. And then finally, we abound in thanksgiving, recognizing that God is the source of all good things in our lives. So we give him thanks. Thanks with the way that we live and the way that we use our time and our resources. This is what it means to live and walk in Christ Jesus. But how can we do this? It can only happen by the power that God gives to us. We can't just decide to live in Christ. It's God's Holy Spirit working in us that gives us the ability to live our lives in a way that truly says thanks to God for his forgiveness and all his other blessings. So we must stay connected to that source of power. The Holy Spirit strengthens our faith through word and sacraments. When we receive the very body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the bread and the wine at the altar, Our faith is strengthened as our sins are forgiven. And reading and studying God's word enables our faith to grow. It also enables us to find direction and purpose in our lives. The study of God's word cannot be emphasized too much. In the Barna study, less than one-fourth of so-called religious adults read the Bible in any given week outside of church services. Bible study should be part of our weekly routine at church. Bible study should be part of every meeting and activity of the congregation. 
And Bible study should be part of our daily routine, no matter where we are. God is just waiting to bless us. As our faith is strengthened, as we walk in him, as our thanksgiving for his blessings increase, it's the deep Bible-based faith that sustains us in life's problems and fills us with God's joy no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. So as Paul said, walk in Jesus, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Amen. May the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.